0: life audio Hello. Thank you for listening to the Crosswalk Devotional. We are so glad to have you listening with us. Today's topic is the Christian community. After a brief message from one of our sponsors, we will listen to today's devotion. The Call of Community Written and read by Kyle Norman Let us not stop meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Hebrews 10, verse 25 When our sonny was young, his mother and I put him in a competitive bowling league. Every Saturday we found ourselves at the local bowling alley watching him throw his spares and his strikes and his splits. It was great fun, and we did this for years. Our son thoroughly enjoyed it, and part of what made bowling a good fit for him was that it was a solitary activity. He didn't have to rely on any other person but himself. When it was his time to bowl, he stood on the line and he did his best. He was in complete control. As we went on through the years, we noticed a curious thing. As much as his bowling appeared a solitary activity, our son did better when he was surrounded by other players. When he felt connected to a team of sorts, he bowled better. He bowled better because he had people to encourage him, to support him, and who would maybe pick him up if something didn't go well or would give him pointers based on their experience. When he bowled in just an isolated manner, he did all right, but not the best. But when he had a group of people, a community of people around him, well, then he seemed to soar. I wonder if this same dynamic applies to our life with God. After all, we tend to view our spiritual life as completely solitary. We stand on the line of faith and we do our spiritual activities to the best of our ability. And in the end, well, it's all up to us. But that's not the biblical way of faith. Scripture calls us to continue meeting together, to remain connected to a wider group of faith players. One who could encourage us and support us, lift us up when something goes wrong, or give us pointers along the way. We are not meant to live our spiritual life alone. You know, I wonder if this is the reason why so many people find the current trend of faith deconstruction completely isolating and ultimately stifling. As much as this is wrapped up in the language of freedom and liberation, what deconstruction often does is leave us moreless. We stand alone, cut off from anybody who might join us In our spiritual life, I'm sure that there was pressure in the early years of the church for people just to go their own way. After all, as years moved on and as the community struggled with controversies over membership and baptismal protocol, and as persecution seemed to continually increase year after year, I'm sure there were probably people who thought, you know what, I don't need the community. I can live out my faith privately in the safety of my own home, because in the end, it's just about believing in Jesus, isn't it? The divinely inspired word comes. Let's not stop meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing. Community is important, primarily because it forces us outside of ourselves. We are stretched beyond our own comforts and self-protections. The fellowship of faith is transformative. Paul writes that if one part of the body suffers, every part suffers with it. The Christian community reveals itself as it holds the raw and unkempt needs of one of its members. And in doing so, it holds its own vulnerability. And yes, it's true that the community of faith is flawed and imperfect, and often messy. It is made up of messy people, after all. But the imperfection of the community doesn't negate the transformative nature of it, or our call to it, or the spirit of Jesus that can be met within it. Jesus called people into community. The gathering of the disciples was the first act of his earthly ministry. He called people together in his resurrection as well. So after denying him and fleeing from him, these disciples, they are brought together to form this important and world-changing community. In fact, it's interesting to note that the only person who does not reconnect with the disciple community is Judas. Following his betrayal, Judas remains completely alone. He exists entirely by himself. Alone with his guilt and his shame and his devastation, he travels his spiritual road by himself and he ends his life in the same manner. Could it be that telling ourselves that we live our spiritual life alone actually condemns us to a very lonely and agonizing journey? Intersecting Faith and Life In the church, in the community of faith, we're all in the same place. We've all experienced times of rich blessings and times of lonely isolation. We all have had profound successes and profound struggles. So what would it look like to let other people into your spiritual walk, to let other people care for you? How might you drop your guard and maybe disclose your need? You know, letting people walk with you doesn't have to involve much. It could be as simple as asking to have your name on a prayer list, or attending a service at your local church, or maybe asking to go for a coffee with someone. In the end, the what does not matter as much as the who. Like my son and his bowling, we simply do better spiritually when we surround ourselves with others and when we find ourselves a part of a larger body. So let's not stop meeting together, but embrace the presence of the Lord and the gift of community. For further reading, read Hebrews 10, verses 19 through 25, 1 Corinthians 12, verses 25 through 27, and why are we told to not give up meeting together on crosswalk.com.